Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and KMJNow.com. I'm Joe Basil in for Ray Appleton. Coming out at 1 p.m., I'll be joined by my beautiful wife, life, wife, my wife and life, I guess. She's also my life. Lisa Basil from the Joe and Lisa Basil Show, 11 a.m. on Saturdays. That is Mike Martinez on the board. We have been chopping it up all week together. It's been good. Hey, did you miss one of your favorite KMJ programs? Don't worry about it. Just go to our website, kmjnow.com, and click on podcast page and catch up, including this show. We've had a great first hour. We've had a great week. So if you missed any of this week of the Ray Appleton Show, check it out at kmjnow.com or wherever you stream. Well, last segment, thought we were wrapping it up here. We got another study telling us in Fresno that we suck. I'm tired of these studies. I'm tired of reading them. Uh, Wallet Hub said, hey, you guys are the third uh, most disadvantaged city, the third neediest, however you want to word it. I've read it multiple ways. And then, uh, by the way, you also have the largest homeless problem. So I put out there, I'm like, what's the issue? What's the problem here? What should we be doing differently? I think it's a thinking problem with Fresno. I think Fresno doesn't know how great it is. And I'm not sucking up to you. I promise you I'm not. I moved here. I could have moved away so many times, different job offers. I, I love it. The Valley, you guys are amazing. You're great people. We serve the world. We are so essential to the growth of this country. And I think the more we think that way, the more we support our farmers, right? If our industry is ag, we talk about it, we put it on signs, we put it all over our city hall. It is every single thing we talk about, ag, 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 ag. And then we drive it, then we support it, we help it with tax breaks. Then we start to get so many workers are needed that we start to, we basically fill, this is capitalism, then workers are paid well because the farm is doing well. And then there's skilled workers and construction workers because we're building more and then we're building more homes and our schools. You start with your most important industry and you, you absolutely support that. And, I, and some people say, well, how do we do that? Well, that's why we elect officials. That's your job. You should be saying, how do we support the farmers? How do we stoke the fire of our best industry to grow this, this county, this city, this valley? That's where everybody else does. L.A. lives and dies by the entertainment industry and bends over backwards for it. Detroit bends over backwards for the automotive industry. So I've been asking you to call in, 4-0-5858. What do you think the issue is? The homeless situation as well. It's just out of control. And, and, and part of that is listen, we live in a great city. We live, I mean, they're, they're working on it. And I mean that. You got Matthew Dildine over there uh, at the Fresno Rescue Mission uh, and his wife at the Fresno Food Bank and other great organizations. Uh, and even this city with this conservative approach to things, they, they're trying to figure this out. Uh, so I, I put it to you. So let's go to the phone lines here and we'll end up putting a bow on this segment here unless a few more of you call in 490-5858. We got Val. Val, you are on the Ray Appleton Show. I'm Joe Basil. What do you have for us? 
Hi, Joe. Um, a while ago, and I've been away from the radio for about 10 minutes, you, your question was you mentioned a bunch of uh, the Grizzlies, the things that the city is involved in. Yeah. And I, I think part of the, not part of the problem, a lot of the problem is the city does not need to be in private enterprise. Mm. Uh, I can, I've lived in this city for my entire adult life, and I have seen numerous failed business ventures. You mentioned Bitcoin. You mentioned the Grizzlies. Uh, I, there's a, I can't name them all right now, but uh, the Tower Theater, those are things that they've gotten into that I don't think should be part of the, uh, of government. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they should not be involved in the private sector. Right. Um, and I don't know if it's because the consul are wannabe businessmen or they have the the money and they can. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. And it's not just this consul. This goes back. This goes back years ago. Uh, I think they need to stay out of it. If it's going to be. Uh, if it's going to turn out to be a profitable business, private enterprise is going to put money into it. Right. If it's not going to work, they don't do it. The city, then the city jumps in to try to propagate, keep something going, and it turns out, uh, for the most part, not to be successful, costing the city money. I will take your response off the air. Uh, but anyway, that is my, that's, that's my opinion. Thank you, Val. Happy New Year. Uh, I actually think you're making good points. You know the old phrase that they did a movie about it, too big to fail? I feel like sometimes Fresno gets involved with too small to fail. Like, wait, this thing isn't good. Why are you throwing money at this? Why are you helping in this situation? Tower Theater, uh, you know, complicated issue there. I don't know why the city got involved in that. Uh, We did hear, uh, at least in one of the reports, I don't know if it's accurate, that Bitwise owes... uh, Fresno a million dollars because they kind of supported them and invested in some of their programs and stuff like that. And I get that because I think the city thought it would benefit the the kids because it was like these training programs. I'm, I'm sure that's what they were going for at the time. Uh, I I actually agree with the non-investing. I, I think, and again, no one's voted me into office and probably for good reason. Have you seen my hair today? The video I post, it's huge. Nobody would vote this kind of hair into office. And so I get it. No, no one's voting me into office, but I do think there is common practice in other cities and states that we can learn from and say, hey, what do you, how do you attract these big businesses? And it's almost always tax breaks. So you don't, you don't have to invest in them, but you can figure out ways to make it comfortable for them to succeed. And then eventually you start raising that over time or you pick markers that when you make this much money, then, you know, it starts to come back. But we want you to produce jobs. We want you to pour into the economy. We want your tax money through your employees. We want to see every farm grow. We want to see your output just absolutely. We're going to prioritize water to farms. There's a freaking concept. How is that not a concept? How is that not just to be like, oh, no, no, they, they get like this state, this state government, Gavin Newsom, how he doesn't realize the water needs to go to the Central Valley. That's where it needs to go. This this is not just a California thing. This is not just a U.S. thing. This is a global thing. We are the breadbasket. And we need to talk like that. Like, are you out of your mind? Do you want to eat next week in your fancy mansion? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have a fancy mansion. I just picture him having a fancy mansion. Do you want to eat? 
So I agree. They have to figure out ways to support businesses without investing, without becoming partners. So that's actually a good point, Val. I think that's really good. All right, 490-5858. I'm going to change the subject here. And uh, interesting story coming out. Uh, a Fresno State professor offers 10 tips for effective New Year's Eve resolutions or New Year's resolutions, I should say. And so here's my question. I'm going to start with the questions. What is your New Year's resolution? So 490-5858, what's your New Year's resolution? And then here's the kind of the key. How do you plan to keep it? Like, what's the plan? And maybe you can help us, help other people say, here's how I've kept my New Year's resolution. Maybe it's one you had in the past. And you're like, here's how I kept it. I'd also be interested in knowing who has the longest running New Year's resolution that you've actually kept. Like one you've said, I did this, been doing this since 1987, right? I'm like, that's, that's what I've been doing. We want to hear from you. You're the experts right now. Uh, so let me, let me dive into this a little bit here uh, before we go to break. Fresno State professor uh, Martin Shapiro, uh, great name, I love that name, is a psychology professor at Fresno State and he teaches in courses in motivation and neuroscience. He's also authored uh, two psychology textbooks. So smart dude. Uh, has has some stuff for us here. And let's start with what he thinks. What's some good practices? But I do want to hear from you, 490-5858. What is a New Year's resolution you have and which one do you plan to keep? And who's kept the longest New Year's resolution? Call in and let us know. You're like, I've had this one for this long and I've done a great job. Uh, so well, according to a recent New Year's resolutions poll by Forbes Health, about 48% of those surveyed want to improve fitness, 38% want to improve finances, and 36% want to improve mental health, and 34% want to lose weight. That all sounds about right. I don't think we're hearing anything unique there. Uh, and according to the Washington Post, about 80% of our, our resolutions are abandoned by the middle of February. These are all from the thoughts here of uh, Dr. Shapiro. And he's saying, our mind is not set up for achieving these long-term goals. Humans are impulsive by nature and that we are highly focused on our behaviors in, short, in the short term and devalue the consequences or rewards of events that happen in the distant future. He says, this tendency makes it difficult for us to save for retirement or change our behavior today to have a livable planet in 100 years. So we also tend to be self-deceptive and overestimate our success in achieving our goals, a view shared by an article in The Atlantic. Uh, not me. I always have these very reasonable goals. Just kidding. I'm absolutely overestimating myself. But basically says, this behavior can set us up for trouble in many various ways. And so he is going to give us some 10 suggestions for helpful ways to actually accomplish our New Year's resolutions. So we're going to get to that when we come back. I see you on the phone lines. Hang in there. We're going to hear from you guys. 490-5858. Make sure you're calling in. I want to hear what's your New Year's resolution? How do you plan to keep it? What's the longest running New Year's resolution? You guys tell us how long you've kept yours. All right. We're going to come back here on the Ray Appleton Show. We have more. I'm Joe Basil. This is KMJ. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds if the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Ray Appleton Podcast. It's free. KMJnow.com. 
Hey, today's daily buzz question. Pizza Hut to lay off delivery drivers over $20 an hour minimum wage. Should California repeal the increase? Vote now at KMJNow.com. A little teaser. The beautiful Lisa Basil, my wife, will be joining us today at 1 o'clock. And we're going to kind of go full into some great New Year's Eve discussion. The New Year, Bringing the New Year Dialogue. She is a therapist, so I wanted to pick her brain about a couple of things that are going on. Uh, But right now, I was uh, moving on a little bit here to 10 tips to be successful in keeping your New Year's resolution. But we got a great call. And so, uh, just before this topic, we were talking about Fresno showing up on another dubious list, a nefarious list, of being the third most disadvantaged city in the country, the third most neediest, and then the number one in a homeless population. And so I've been asking, like, what's the problem? What can we do? How do we change this? And I put it out to you, 4905858. And so we have Guy uh, on the line right now. Guy, you are on the Ray Appleton Show with Joe Basil. What do you got for us? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I used to taxi in Visalia. It's a little south of Fresno, but it's close enough. Sure. And uh, always at night, I'd be sitting down at the bus stop, and there'd be people coming up to me and getting off the bus and coming up to me and asking me, where's our mission? Because mm. they were just dropped off from L.A. Mm. They got a free... Uh, one-way bus ticket to Visalia. Wow. And this happened all the time. So uh, they're shipping them off here to Visalia because we have a mission that'll take care of them. Mm. You know, we'll feed them. Yeah. No, you're right. And, you know, makes it uh, pretty easy to be homeless when, you know, they're just uh, getting their meals and, you know, yeah, I understand. That they do their own thing. They won't even stay there because they'll have to stay off the drugs and the alcohol. Right, because right, the missions used to have those kind of rules uh, for that. Well, that's that's yeah. worth chewing on. Thank you so much, Guy. I appreciate the call. Uh, that's worth thinking about. I get it. You know, you make it... it the, the humanitarian part of it is you don't want to invite the homeless people to come and be homeless, but you also don't want to be so callous because because here's the reality is... There are people who are homeless who aren't on drugs. I know that's a shocker for some of you. There are people who are homeless, not any fault of their own. Literally, this last week for Christmas, we were working through a process with a person who was renting uh, and faithful renter, had a government job, was a single parent, and the new owner of the building said, hey, you guys need to get out for some whatever repairs or whatever it might be, and then didn't let them back in. Uh, don't, don't, don't ask me how that's legal because I don't know. So here they have this very wonderful, faithful, reliable person. Basically, the owner of the building wanted to make all these kind of upgrades and basically just said, instead of pricing you out, once we got you out of the building, you can't come back. You've been evicted. Uh, and so I know, I know that's not the norm, Right. I'm not here to tell you, oh, all the homeless people are all these upstanding citizens and, you know, it's none of their fault. I'm not here to tell you that. I'm here to tell you there are some. It does exist. Uh, In fact, where our church is on First and Bullard, First Street Church, uh, we deal with a lot of homeless people and they run the gamut, right? 
from being on drugs to having mental illnesses to not wanting to work. Some people don't like hearing that part either. That's true. Some people are like, nah, I'll just keep camping out. I'm good. I want to do what I want to do. Uh, and I want to, you know, do the things I want to do. And then there are other people like, no, they genuinely want help. So the mission, specifically uh, the Fresno mission, I can't speak for a Visalia mission, is amazing. And they literally have programs that say, here's how to not spend the night just to stay dry and to get a meal. Here's how to get out of this situation, right? And they're not the only ones. Plenty of organizations are saying like, it's, here's, here's a help out, right? Not just a help up, but a help out. How do you get out of the situation that you're in? Uh, and there are other people. There, there are people who are victims of domestic violence that they flee with their children from a violent spouse. Where are they going to go? They need shelters. Matt Dildine will tell you that there, our homeless population for children is like the top in the country. We blaming children? So I get it. We, we, need, we need to be helping. And I'm always just asking the question of what started this? We're so caught in what do we do about it right now? Like how do we, and that's fine. We got to meet needs. I think we need to spend some time. It's like, how did we get here? How did we get here? That's a great call. Thank you, guy. Appreciate your insight. Well, I was changing gears for us, and I want you to call in 490-5858 because I was asking you, hey, do you plan on making a New Year's resolution? But more importantly, how do you plan to keep it? What, what's your New Year's resolution? How do you plan to keep it? And then I want to hear from someone who says, I've been keeping in this New Year's resolution. I made it back way back when, and I'm, I've been keeping it forever. So call in 490-5858. I want to hear what your resolution is, and we want to hear from you, your skill. But right now, we're going to go to a pro, an expert. We have a professor... Uh, Dr. Martin Shapiro from Fresno State, a psychology professor, and he did this great piece, and uh, he's given us 10 tips on how to basically be effective in your New Year's resolutions. Let's go to number one. Number one, pick New Year's resolutions that bring joy and reduce stress, such as adding an exercise routine, learning a new hobby, reconnecting with an old friend, or volunteering. I want to tell you, that's... That is, that is a wonderful concept. I like the starting with the exercise routine because we tend to pick, I want to lose weight, right? That's, the, that's our, and you know what? I get it. Some of us, we need to lose weight. And I think what we end up doing is we end up picking some sort of a goal instead of a practice, right? So we said, I want to, I want to, be, I want to weigh this much. I want to look like I did when I was in college or before the baby or whatever you want to say. You know, back when I was playing sports, however you want to, however you want to say it, it's as opposed to saying, I'm going to, I'm going to make a habit. I'm going to exercise because you know what, you know what the thing is here is he's first thing he's saying is something that's measurable, meaning I'm going to pick a routine that's reasonable, by the way. Uh, Some of us like, well, uh, I go to the gym. That's one of the things I do. It's good for my mental health. I want to tell you the first week after New Year's, I can't even get to a machine or use a weight because everybody's there in the New Year's resolution. Guess where they're not the next week? They're not at the gym. Like, you know, it's a great Jim Gaffigan line. He says, I go to the gym. He's like, I'm going to exercise every day. Then the next day he goes, well, not every day. I mean, that's, that's exactly right. You got to pick like, if you're doing zero, three days a week is plenty. Zero to three is a great number. You don't need to go to zero to seven. Go to three. And if you've never worked out before, exercising, you know, raising your heart rate for 20 minutes and maybe some resistance training for another 20 minutes, 40 minutes is great. Learning a new hobby. This is brilliant. 
This is good for your mind. You're saying, I want to, I want to, and I think, and reconnect with an old friend or volunteering. A lot of these things have to do with other humans, which I think is really good. I'm going to be going to break here in a minute. We're going to be cutting over to the news, but I want to talk about this just for a little bit because I'm going to continue on this story. I really do think it's important. If you're going to take the time to make a resolution, you should take the time to figure out how you're going to keep it. And I think, uh, I think Dr. Shapiro has some stuff here and we're just the first one. He's giving you gems in the first one. So you have a routine, learning a new hobby. I think that's very important for your brain structure, brain dynamics, and not just a game, but a hobby, something that's re- repeatable that you could do. Play pickleball. That's a, that's a great way. You, now you, you knock off two and one. Reconnecting with an old friend. I think there's something powerful to going back to the past, somebody you have a great relationship, a great connection with, and then just reconnect with them. Grab a coffee, have a, a FaceTime, and then volunteering. I have another article I was going to share this week. I didn't get to it. How volunteering is good for your brain. It actually is very powerful and positive. I'm going to continue on with this and more and Dr. Shapiro's great tips for having successful resolutions. The Ray Appleton Podcast, right now. KMJnow.com. Hey, KMJ has a brand new app. Hope you knew that. Download it today for free and listen to KMJ anytime, anywhere with the push of a button. I am Joe Basil in for Ray Appleton, who's getting much-deserved rest and relaxation. He has earned it. He does a great job. I'm glad to be in here. Over there on the board is Mike Martinez doing a great job. We've been together all week, chopping it up, having a good time. Uh, mostly been heavy. I think I talked about Netanyahu's. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot. Joe Biden saying he's been mischaracterized for his economy. Netanyahu's through prerequisites for peace. We kept it heavy all week. I'm enlightening up here today as we're marching towards New Year's Eve and uh, New Year's Day. It's a we're we're turning the calendar, and so I've decided to lighten it up a little bit. We opened with some homelessness and some studies. Even I laugh at myself. I was thinking like it was Donald Trump's rant. If you missed any of the show, by the way, go to kmjnow.com and click on podcast, and you can listen to the Ray Appleton show or whatever show you want to listen to. Here we have great shows, great colleagues here on KMJ. Uh, so I just opened up with these harsh rants about Donald Trump is right. And then uh, Fresno coming in today on uh, the Wallet Hub study that we're the third most disadvantaged city and number one in homelessness. And so then I'm trying to turn like, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> trying to lighten it up. Who's going to help me and who's great at bringing things to a much brighter perspective is my lovely bride, Lisa Basil. She'll be joining us today at 1 p.m. here on KMJ, maybe a little earlier. We'll see how she does. Uh, but at minimum at 1 p.m., Lisa Basil from the Joe and Lisa Basil Show, 11 a.m. on Saturdays on KMJ at KMJNow.com or wherever you stream. All right. So right now I'm, uh, I'm uh, in a little bit of a deep dive here. And my question to you is, call in 490-5858. My question is uh, a couple. Do you make New Year's resolutions? Why or why not? Are they stupid to you? I'm actually open. I, I forgot to ask that question because I'd be like, they're stupid. I don't make New Year's resolutions. And maybe because you're convinced you won't keep them. And if that's you, you're smart. If you're like, I don't make them because I won't keep them, great. But if you do, and if you're going to make one this year for 2024, what is your 2024 New Year resolution? And then here's the bigger question. How do you plan to keep it? Like, what's your, what's your process? So Fresno State professor, uh, Dr. Martin Shapiro, uh, he's a professor of psychology at Fresno State. He's given us some tips here. Uh, and I love the homegrown talent. I like getting tips from a professor from our university here in our city. 
And so he's got some tips. And the first one was pick New Year's resolutions that bring you joy and reduce stress. Seems obvious, but we don't do that. We tend to torture ourselves. We're going to go on a cabbage-only diet. That's it. Just going to eat cabbage one time a day because I'm going to get skinny. Uh, there's no joy in that. And he said he gives some examples, uh, adding exercise routine, learning a new hobby, reconnecting with an old friend or volunteering. I want to tell you, I think that alone was money. If you walk away with that from this list, you are set. Then he says, all right, here's how to, here's how to successful revolution, resolutions. He says, set daily or weekly goals, not annual goals. Lean into your impulsivity. Today, in quotes, today I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk and have an apple instead of a donut for breakfast. This is some brilliant stuff. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it because every goal I've ever set, it had to be measurable. And here's what's funny with me is I actually kept notes. Like I literally, anything that matters to you, you should record. If you want to you wanna start trimming down your budget at home, start recording what you spend. Start recording all, everywhere every penny goes. Start recording it so you can observe it. It's observable, it's measurable, it's correctable, it's changeable, but you need to know what you got. Works with food. Everything that matters, you should record. Um, it's funny as uh, I'm going a little spiritual on you here. Uh, earlier this year, I thought everything, every, if it matters to you, you should record it. If you want to you know, work on your budget, record it. If you want to work on your fitness and your weight and your nutrition, record it. Uh, what's funny to me is if you want to work on your relationships, the Bible says go opposite. The Bible says love keeps no record of wrongs. So that's the one place where you forget it. All right, uh, let's continue on here. Three, look, you're trying to keep your, your goals here. You're, you're trying to say, listen, I want to have a successful New Year's resolution. I'm helping you out. But really, Dr. Martin Shapiro from Fresno State is helping you out. He says, focus on continuing the things that you liked about your behavior from 2023 and less on changing everything you dislike accentuate the positive that's a really insightful thought he's like go with what worked like what did you like about 2023 that is not how we think right friends we think here's what i hated about 2023 i'm not doing that anymore as opposed to here's what i loved about 2023 i'm gonna i'm gonna just run after that i'm going to focus on that and the more i do the things i liked there'll be less time and opportunity to do things i didn't like uh number four says, do not abandon your desire to maintain a positive behavior because you slipped up. So understand that mistakes happen and return to preferred behavior quickly. Oh, I love this. It's called keeping a short memory, right? So basically you just realize, hey, I made a mistake. It's one of the things I love. If you ever did anything like Weight Watchers to say today's a new day. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're like golf, you know what? Know what's bad for your golf game? Remembering that last bad swing. Just let it go. You want, to, you want to keep in mind to say, okay, it's gone. Michael Jordan said he never thought about the missed shot. He said, I only think about the next shot I was going to make. I thought that was profound. He was I never, ever thought about the missed shot. I only think about the shot I was going to make. Do you know what's interesting? A little sports here from any of you who like sports. The shot they show of Michael Jordan kind of in the beginning of his ascend uh, as just the megastar that he became is him shooting that shot over Craig Elo in Cleveland. Right, he double clutches it and he makes it, and they win the game. And he pumps his fist and he jumps and does the splits, and he's like, "It's in Michael Jordan, you know, over Craig Elo, and it's good." Everybody goes crazy. What's interesting is Phil Jackson will say the night before, Michael Jordan could have sealed the series by just making two free throws, and he missed one, and they lost the game, 
And so then he needed to have this very incredible game-winning score at the end of that game to win it. He didn't even think about it. He didn't think about the missed free throw. He just made the shot that basically ascended him into being who he is. All right, the next one. Be happier with your weight, which is significantly influenced by your genes. But if you want to lose a few pounds, do it slowly. No more than a pound a week, according to NIH. Uh, I love this. I love this. I, the first start is be happier with your weight. Be happy with you. Uh, actually, I was just talking. Uh, uh, Mike and I were talking this week. Uh, Mike, Mike Martinez, who's producing the show. We were talking about starting to be happy with you. you. That's actually a really insightful thought is maybe the reason me and others have some weight issues is because we're eating our feelings. We're having issues with us, not issues with food. And maybe if I started dealing with happiness about myself, including my weight, this might go better for me. And so, and I like that he says it's significantly influenced by your genes. I love watching people lift weights and eat. And like, I'm going to look like Chris Hemsworth. You and I are never looking like Chris Hemsworth. We could do the identical nutrition plan and the exact weightlifting plan, and we will never, ever look like him. You need to realize we have different body shapes. So don't start thinking, I'm going to set a resolution and I'm going to lose some weight and I'm going to look like someone else. We're not. We're not. You need to say, I'm happy with me. I do need to lose a few pounds and then use any program. I was sitting in the gym today thinking, use any one of, do keto, do Weight Watchers. They all work. It all really simply boils down to this. Eat less, eat better, exercise more. It's not complicated. We just don't want to do it. And if part of that is happiness or our emotions influencing that, Deal with those emotions. What's going on with you? All right, number six says this. Do not change anything about your diet that you don't plan to make a stable part of your eating habits. If you do not want to eat like a Neanderthal for the rest of your life, do not do the paleo diet. That's pretty smart. I do want to eat like a Neanderthal though, so I like that. Make small, reasonable changes such as limiting high fructose soft drinks to special occasions. This is a, this is This will be a slow change, what he's talking about here, but it does work. Yeah, he's like, if you're not interested in only cheese, meat, and butter... Like, then don't do the paleo diet. He's right. Do something like Weight Watchers, which is just about making smarter choices uh, in, the, in that sense. All right, number seven tells us, do your best to focus on achievements rather than failures. If your New Year's resolution is to finish the Two Cities Marathon next November, but you end up jogging with friends on weekends and doing a 5K fun run, that is great. That's, that is really, it's, boy, it's a journey, folks. I, I know, I'm hoping this is helping you. I'm hoping as we go into the new year, 2024, that you're more journey mentality saying, you know what? I didn't make it to the, you know, the marathon, but I ran, I did a 5k. Fantastic. Number eight, revisit and revise your revolution, your revolutions. I think you meant to say resolutions often keeping you attending to your goals at the beginning of the year, set some notifications on your Google calendar, remind you to review your goals. Like I said, record it, write it down, check it every day. Work with others. Number nine, people who get support and give support to others tend to stick with their resolutions better than those who go it alone. I love this. Get together with some friends. Say, hey, what? let's make a resolution together. Let's get this done together. And number 10, make your New Year's resolutions low stakes and fun. Don't rely on them to significantly change your life. That's a good final point here. This, this should just be like, you know what? I'm going to try a couple things. Uh, I want to improve in some areas. I'm going, I think this will be enjoyable. This will be fun. I'll do it with friends. It's going to make my life better. I think these are powerful stuff. Thank you, Dr. Martin Shapiro, psychology professor from Fresno State. Those are really insightful and helpful. Uh, 
All right, we're going to take a break now. Uh, when we come back, we're only going to be 15 minutes away from Lisa Basil joining us at 1 p.m. Uh, I'm pretty excited about seeing her and talking to her. So we're going to continue on here in the Ray Appleton Show, Pressing On. I'm Joe Basil, and we're on KMJ. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. Yeah, I me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Right now, Valley's legendary Ray Appleton. The Ray Appleton Podcast, KMJNow.com. I'm in for Ray Appleton, and I'm Joe Basil sitting here with uh, Mike Martinez on the board and soon to be joined by Lisa Basil from the Joe and Lisa Basil Show, Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. on KMJ. Hey, today's daily buzz question is, Pizza Hut to lay off delivery drivers over $20 an hour minimum wage. Should California repeal the increase? Vote now at KMJNow.com. Dot com. Hey, we just had a great discussion. Mike and I were talking about this off air. Um, just went over this great list. It was 10 ways to keep your New Year's resolutions. And it was uh, Dr. Martin Shapiro from Fresno State, a psychology professor. And we just chatted afterwards like, wasn't that a great list? So if you missed that, go to kmjnow.com and you can check out the Ray Appleton Show podcast. And you can listen to all 10 of those. We went through and we chatted about them. They're going to be super helpful for you. You're going to want to get your phones ready because when Lisa Basil gets here at 1 p.m., we're going to kick off by talking about the 20 best movies of 2023, uh, and we're going to put it against the 20 top grossing movies because I'm always like, all these critics are like, here's what the best movies are. I'm like, but wait, this one made a lot of money. Wouldn't that make it the best one? So we're going to do a little comparison Lisa and I will share our picks, but I want to hear from you. What's the best movie you saw in 2023? 490-5858. Might as well get lined up right now. Start calling in with your with your movie because that is going to fill up. So what is the best movie? I don't care if it was made in 2023. I just want to know what's the best movie you saw in 2023. And you might be like Roadhouse. That was uh, Nothing else was good. I just liked Roadhouse. Uh, I'm going to try and keep my list of what happened in 2023, but I get it. Sometimes there's not a lot of great movies. Even the list of what's supposed to be the best movies by IMDb. IMDb had the most reasonable list. I looked at Variety. I looked at Time Magazine. The trash that they were putting up there. I'm like, what are these obscure, overly artsy films? They're saying this is the best we had in 2023? That's sad. I'm disappointed. I'm concerned. I'm discouraged. This does not sound good. So anyway... That's what we're going to do at the top of the hour here when we get at 1 o'clock and uh, we have Lisa Basil in studio uh, with me and we're going to talk about that. But for now, I just wanted to talk about something that I saw that I thought was pretty amazing. Now, are you familiar with Operation Kindness? Uh, well, Madera, California, the Madera Sheriff, uh, County Sheriffs, uh, are doing something. They did something pretty cool and it was going into Christmas, right? But I didn't get a chance to report on it because we had so many other stories, but I thought it was pretty amazing. Basically, on Friday morning, uh, you people are driving and they're listening to Christmas tunes, but then out of nowhere, you're like, okay, I'm just driving along. All of a sudden, the dreaded blue and red lights are on behind you. Then a blast of a siren and you're getting pulled over and you're like, oh no. 
Merry Christmas to me. This is what I have to deal with on Christmas. But out of the patrol car steps a Madera Sheriff's deputy and he says, hey, do you know I pulled you over? Right? Do you know what's going on here? And you find out that he's about to perform a random act of kindness. For the ninth consecutive year, MCSO teamed up with uh, Agriland Farming Company Incorporated employees to give away 50 random acts of kindness throughout Madera County. Deputies handed out 50 to $100 bills to unsuspecting citizens in the mountain and the valley communities. Many cried, which is no surprise, and appreciation surprise. Times are hard, and money is tight and doesn't go very far. Uh, Sheriff Tyson Pogue rode along to, uh, today is an initiative that represents the heart of the community of policing. Uh, thanks to the incredible support from our partners, we're not just enforcing the law, we're building bridges of trust and spreading the spirit of giving within our community. Uh, you can Google this story, Operation Kindness, Madera Sheriff style, and you could see the people crying and their response when they think they're getting pulled over uh, and instead they're actually getting uh, 50 to $100. I think that as we go into 2024, I think one of the, the groups, the communities that probably needs more appreciation is the police. And I know all of us have mixed experiences with the police. I want to tell you, I grew up in a criminal family. I had nothing but bad encounters with the police. I really did. And I want to tell you, all of mine, anecdotally, were because of what I was doing. Right? I did not put that on the police. When I was thinking about how the police worked, in my experience, and I know other people feel like, and that we have documentation where the police have done the wrong thing and they've hurt people. I am not saying that doesn't exist. I'm saying the essence and the idea of the police force are there to serve and protect us. And I feel like they've become undervalued. I feel like 2023, basically for the last three or four years, they've become the enemy and the reality is they're not. Are you, are you making an argument that there are some bad police out there? I'll be the first one to tell you there are bad pastors out there. There, there are bad radio DJs. There are bad talk show hosts. There are bad producers out there. But not Mike Martinez, he's a good one. So if your argument is that they're bad ones, I'm with you. My argument is the essence of what they do and who they are is for your good. They're here to serve and protect you and it is a difficult job. It is not easy. They are showing up to all types of service calls uh, from mental health to domestic violence to checking on a burglary to reports that somebody has a gun, uh, getting a description of who the, the gunman or gunwoman is right? It is difficult. And when I see this Operation Kindness, Madera Sheriff style, uh, I love it. I think it is, I think it's really helpful to remember. I had to learn when, listen, when you're from a impoverished and crime ridden background, it took me about 20 years to not absolutely lose my mind every time I saw blue and red lights. Cause I'm like, what I do, what's going on? I was afraid of the police. And I've come to learn that they are here to serve and protect. There are some bad eggs, but the essence of who they are is good for you, for me, for our community. So let's go into 2024 being more thankful uh, to the police. We really are. To changing our perspective, to meeting police officers, to thanking them for their life that they risk to serve you and me. All right, we're going to go to break here right now. I'm Joe Basil. In for the amazing Ray Appleton here on KMJ. Coming up in just a few moments, we've got the beautiful Lisa Basil joining us on KMJ. It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and KMJNow.com.
Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.